This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast, where men come together in the fight to restore honor to masculinity, faith in family, and pride in country. Keyboard warriors and talking heads have labeled masculinity toxic and patriotism extremism. Waiting for a return to normal isn't an option. The fight starts now. Fellow warriors, welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. At a time when most of America is complaining about traffic, online, social media, gossip, when the majority of America is complaining about how they have to work and how they have to pay their bills, when the jo- when, when the majority of Americans complaints, not... Uh, I'm not saying everybody is complaining. I'm saying when they do, their complaints are very simple. They're very, uh, they're not life and death, right? Outside of some extreme poverty and and crime-ridden areas where there's a legitimate threat to their life. Um, And and that's unfortunate. And that's kind of like the big city life right now. Um, Outside of that, our, our complaints are null and void, right? They're, they're what we call first world problems. Um, when other countries are still dealing with uh, lack of fresh water, lack of food, lack of health care, lack of uh, security and safety, uh, when, when other countries are still shitting in holes and burning their trash, um, Americans, uh, when they stack their complaint department up against that, um, Americans have nothing to complain about and, and, and should be appreciative uh, of um, all the good and be able to overlook. And unfortunately, they're just not. Unfortunately, we've become a complaint department as a country. And today I want to make the case uh, why first world problems uh, and, and all the distractions, all the issues we have going on are just distracting to the bigger to the bigger issue, um, which is the inevitable. And before we get started, I just want to remind you guys, if you're getting the newsletter that's twice a week, that's dangerousman.substack.com. Make sure you go uh, put your email in. Uh, You won't get any spam. You won't get any crap. You'll just get my newsletter twice a week. Um, And then certainly if you're on the podcast, follow, like, subscribe. Uh, If you feel inclined and you're ready, leave a rating and review. Um, Certainly share this show, uh, either the newsletter that you get or, or share this episode, please. Um, we, we certainly need more people to hear this message. Uh, we need more allies uh, in this fight. And then as always, uh, my email, phil at becomingadangerousman.com. Just reach out. Let me know you're listening. Say hi. Uh, leave a comment. Ask a question that I can answer on air uh, on the podcast. Uh, definitely want to hear from you. Uh, so with that, we're going to get into today's episode. It is 2022. Um, We are, you know, several years, if you will, um, many years from the majority of conflict were removed. Uh, And so many on active duty right now, uh, many of the people I served with uh, had never seen war, right? They hadn't been to Iraq or Afghanistan the way a lot of us have. Um, And so for them, it was just something on TV, in the movies, uh, something we talked about, right? Well, the, the, the disadvantage there is... Uh, what is the military doing when it's not going to war? Well, it's training. It's it's essentially training for war and it's maintaining a state of readiness for war. And I spent the last three years of my service at a shore duty. Um, and a shore duty means basically uh, we don't deploy overseas. Instead, uh, we're essentially in a holding pattern, right? When you're on a sea going command, a sea duty, uh, you're, you're someone who 
expects to deploy. You're going to deploy overseas. You're going to execute some kind of mission. Um, and you're going to spend time away from your family and you're going to do the things that most military folks are used to doing. Uh, well, the, the problem with the shore duty and, and for a lot of the guys and gals in my last unit is it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. You, you train, you train, you train, but with no deployment, with no uh, real execution of a mission, uh, it becomes very repetitive, very watered down uh, morale, things like that take a hit. Uh, while you're supposed to be increasing your skill sets, a lot of times it seems like the the command is just finding more things to complain about, much like, you know, like I started with the first world problems, right? A, lo a lot of units who don't deploy, a lot of units who don't have, you know, once a lot of those wartime veterans leave or, or their stories fall on deaf ears um, and you can't use your imagination that, that much, uh, a lot of that lack of experience and repetitive training with no payout, it causes people to kind of question their purpose, why they joined. I know for, I know for certain, we're the, at least in the Navy, uh, we're seeing a lot of people not want to reenlist, right? That purpose is kind of unclear. A lot of them may have joined for good intentions and, and to serve and with no service in sight, right? With no payout. Uh, a lot of them are starting to question that. So no matter how many sea stories uh, we shared of our time overseas, no matter how many times I talked about, you know, some of the good, some of the bad, some of the ugly, it was not enough. Uh, training is slow. It's repetitive. It's monotonous. Uh, the gear is rarely up to par, right? The gear is wash, rinse, repeat. Everybody kind of goes through it. It, it, it. It's not really what you would deploy with. And the, the unit has a very student mindset, right? Like a student teacher mindset. And, and you know how it is when you're a student, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Um, and even when we employ weapon and tactics and blanks and simulators and sim rounds, and it, they're fake bullets. And like they say, everybody's a hero when the bullets are fake. So as senior leaders, you know, senior leadership, uh, we're battling not only the shitty supply system that can't get us new gear, better, more realistic uh, training equipment, but we're battling a generation of, that, that, doesn't have the experience and frankly just doesn't care. And why am I bringing that up? Why am I talking about active duty right now? Well, one, everybody listening practically is active duty uh, or most of them are. And if you're not, you know someone who is, right? You're, this is obviously a veteran podcast. This is a lot of friends of mine. Um, so, you, so, so a lot of you support the military and you'll be able to make this connection. But uh, my point here is the intent of the military to maintain a state of readiness and a, and a constant training mindset to get ready for war uh, is today's Mindful Monday quote. And that is, the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war. So if you, just, if you really break that quote down, the idea is put in the work, put in the sweat, do everything you can in a controlled environment to up the stress level to up the intensity to work out a lot of your sops right your standard operating procedures to work out how you're going to execute your concept of operations work through how you're going to do what you're going to do when it's in a controlled environment right when the bullets aren't real work through all that right the different scenarios and then the idea being when shit hits the fan and you have to execute, you've worked through everything. Everybody's familiar with ideally less bleeding, right? The, the, the less bloodshed. Ideally, um, you dominate whatever your mission is, whatever you're in, in the battle, in the fight. Uh, you will execute it flawlessly, near flawlessly. Nobody will get hurt. And if any casualties are taken, you'll know how to respond and you'll be able to minimize the bloodshed, right? So that's the idea. As Americans in 2022, we are at war. 
a war for our country, our way of life, and the liberty and freedoms that so many before us gave their lives for, right? Why am I talking about this? Well, I'll tell you, Memorial Day just passed, and I felt a little regret, right? I felt a little shame. Um, I cannot believe the history that has been torn down and distorted and picked apart to, to fit a narrative we, 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 we're, we're renaming George Washington and Abraham Lincoln schools. Like we're, we're literally that's happening. If you're not familiar, look it up. People are tearing down our history. Everything from, uh, yesterday and beyond is getting torn down and made to be bad. And, and this is exactly what happened pre-World War II. This is exactly what happened when the, the Jewish population in Germany and, and throughout parts of Europe that Germany was was looking at and controlling, uh, it's exactly what they did to them. And I'm not a historian. I'm not trying to, you know, I just, that, that's a, it's the closest example we have of a population of people being made to be subhuman, right? Not human. They were made to be not equal to the German population. And therefore, right, they tore up that history they separated their people. They separated their neighbors, their former friends, some family. They, and they told them, hey, these people over here, they, they're not it, right? And then when it came time to exterminate them, the people had been desensitized. The people had been separated. The people, they didn't, you know, the history had been taken. The art, all the contributions that the Jewish uh, people made had been removed and then it was easy to subhuman them, right? It was, it was easy to, for the Germans to look the other way, essentially. And where are we at, people in America, if not divided on the left and right and the red and blue, right? Where are we at if we have not let the top-down uh, division, whether it be through race, gender, abortion, all the craziness that we got going on in our country today, um, we have let ourselves be divided. We have let ourselves be blinded, both sides. Not everybody, right? I would say there's some on the right and there's a lot on the left who have their blinders on and they don't want to have a conversation, right? And the right's just as guilty as saying they're crazy, we're over here, we're right. The left is insane. Absolutely. If you're on the left and you buy into this, you're insane. I have no conversation for you. It, it's true. I don't, right? The only hope is the majority in the middle the hope to save this country is the majority in the middle. We need to keep people in the middle. We cannot turn the middle away. That is the hope, the conversation. When we have these conversations, you and I, and you listen to me, and I'm trying to empower you to, to go pluck one from the middle and keep them in the middle and maybe lean right a little. If we can get them to lean right, that's great, but we cannot let the left keep recruiting and brainwashing far left crazy people. I, I don't know how else to say it other than they're effing crazy. And again, Ronald Reagan, I, this quote gets repeated all the time on this show. You are never more than one generation away from losing freedom. One generation. Think about that. I think the millennials are, what's that, like a 14, 15 years, they, however they decide these generations. And then you got Gen Xers and Gen Zers. And that's just in my lifetime at 38 years old, there's already been Millennials, Gen Xer, and Gen Zer, I think. So that's three generations in 36 years. We are very close to losing it all. And I want to give you some examples, right? If the Twilight Zone comes to mind, right? Just 
just this insane upside down world we live in, right? So I have some examples for you of why I think we are going to be the generation to lose it all. And it may already be inevitable. And the only thing we can do is prepare to survive on the other side, right? All right, I want to give you some examples. Confused men who feel like women are now said to be able to chest feed, give birth, and have a period. A man just broke several NCAA swimming records previously held by women. Girls in high school are losing out on scholarship opportunities, and people are adding pronouns to their signature lines. Abortion has gone from rare and if necessary to mainstream and celebrated. A woman's right to choose has even led some states allowing full-term abortions. And if you don't know what that means, look it up. But I'll tell you, it means the baby could be delivered any day now, but the mom can still decide to terminate. So the baby is fully viable. We're talking some states allowing abortion at eight, nine, nine months. Some even talks of if the baby's born and the woman decides in that moment that her mental health just snaps and says, I can't have this baby, there is talks that you could potentially kill that baby because it's the mother's right to choose. Most people around me are, are it just is what it is. We're kind of in the middle where it's like, damn, it, I get it. It's not for everybody, but make up your mind in a couple weeks, like get the pregnancy test, per, you know, have a conversation with your family figure it out, man. I get it. It's not for everybody. Figure it out. That's kind of where I stand, whether you like me or not, or whether you agree or not. I'm not totally pro-life, but I am certainly against uh, a nine-month-old baby being killed just because it's in the belly. Because you know, goddamn well, three days later when that baby's born, somebody's going to jail for killing it, and they should. Why three days before that, before it's popped out of the belly, has some state determined that it's okay to do a full-term abortion? Critical race theory, if you ain't heard of this one, you're living under a rock, is teaching we are we are either we have we've gone back to the days where we're either the oppressor or the oppressed, right? Based entirely on skin color and not on how Martin Luther King himself said content of character. We have gone away from that, right? We're we are going back in time, people. Add to that, I want you to look this one up. Add to that the hard bigotry of no expectations, right? Basically, the darker your skin pigment, the less is expected of you. That's what this is. I'm not saying it. I, I, I know better. People have overcome obstacles in this country and done amazing things. And yet we're back in 2022 to say, oh, you have dark skin. Um, you're going to fail. You're a victim. And these white people over here, they're oppressing you. Again, if you need some examples, school districts are getting rid of grade requirements and testing requirements. Instead of expecting, you know, like a, a standard, a foundation, instead of saying, hey, everybody that applies met these standards, oh, well, those standards are racist, so we're just going to get rid of the standards. Well, now grades are racist, math is racist, science is racist. Like if, if those things are racist, then, you know, it's like they say, if every if everybody's a racist, nobody's a racist, right? If everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. So now inanimate objects like math have become racist because we're in the fucking twilight zone. The pandemic, right? Let's talk about the pandemic. The last two plus years has seen the federal government and many states enforce mandates that infringe on our rights, right? They have shut down small businesses and they have destroyed the economy, Conveniently, you'll notice the Fortune 500 and the top 1% have gotten richer. 
The richer have gotten richer. The political elite have gotten bolder, more corrupt, more hypocritical. But yet, how many small businesses in your in your town um, are struggling? How many people are worried about paying the rent? How many people can afford these ridiculous house prices that have come out? You know that that for the last I don't know couple of years have just skyrocketed. Add to the irony how the majority were locked down and made to shelter in place, unless of course you wanted to protest for BLM or Antifa or any of these other crazy ass protest. Um, if, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to fight and yell and scream and, and cause billions of dollars in destruction, right? The burning of cities, not to mention people died in these riots. People died in these peaceful, mostly peaceful protests that literally these idiot news people were talking about, oh, mostly peaceful as shit behind them was burning and on fire, right? We have entered such a decline of society and the drastic rise in crime and lack of human decency, valuing human life, right? City prosecutors in a lot of blue major cities have changed laws or not enforced certain laws. Guess what it's done? It's encouraged petty theft. It's encouraged homelessness. It's encouraged crime. It's put criminals back on the street. It's caused chaos, and oh, by the way, there's like a nationwide call to defund the police for the last two years. Maybe they're backing off of that now because they realize it was a terrible idea. But for two years, they were there was calls to defund the police. The problem here, the and again, this ain't the all, but nobody wants to be held accountable. Nobody's excuses involve personal choice or responsibility. Everything I've everything, everything is it's somebody else. I'm just a victim. That's why I did it. Or that's why I can't do it. Right. I'm a victim. I'm oppressed. All this bullshit excuses. It's insanity, people. It is the damn twilight. We, we live in the twilight zone. We really do. Like 2022, I our grandparents that fought in World War Two, our aunts and uncles who fought in Vietnam and Korea, like the heroes of this country who have gone before us, to be prepared for war is one of the most effective means of preserving peace, said George Washington. And that's where I want to go with this, right? Being prepared, right? Um, we talk about keeping the peace. Becoming a dangerous man is not a call to take up arms, nor is it a call for violence. Nobody wants that. Nobody benefits. If anything, the top benefits because if we go to war with each other, right, let's, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to have another civil war of people. I think, I think the next, I think the next battle is going to be the people telling the government, go F yourself, right? And God forbid that would ever happen because all you're going to do at that point is give the government every opportunity and excuse to then shred the Constitution. And then you're going to have a bunch of political elites rewrite it in modern times to basically appease everybody, which then appeases nobody. It would just be it would be terrible, right? We, we need to preserve the peace. Uh, we need to still fight the fight where we can. Um, but and I know what but means. It's like forget everything I just said. You need to be ready, and this is where a dangerous man is a personal call to action, right? In the preparation for war, you need to focus on the right stuff, right? You need to focus on you and yours. You need to start with your family in your home, right? The things we talk about, uh, opportunity, capability, and intent. You have to accept what's in front of you, 
right now what's in front of you is a country upside down a country in the twilight zone what's in front of you you can't stop individually we collectively can slow it down and stem the bleeding but if we were to flip the script right now and talk about the economy and the national debt and how the stock market and the housing market and all that could be collapsing soon into a recession, into a depression, right? That's not what this episode's about. But understand, even if it's not a war coming, what's coming is not good. Where, where we're at is not a good place. Uh, we have basically overstayed our welcome. Uh, something bad's going to happen. I, I don't entirely know what it is, um, but it's not good. Okay, so if you're listening to this, accept that. Accept that the way of life we thought we were we were we were walking into as we got older and we're gonna kick our feet up in the rocking chair, that's not happening, right? Strong times make good men. We're not there. Good times make weak men. We've been there. We've had decades of first world problems, right? Weak men make hard times. That's where we are in 2022. We got a bunch of weak men. Hell, we got men that aren't men who don't think they're men. We got women that think they're men. We are in the fucking twilight zone. If that is not weak men making hard times, I don't know what is. And hard times are going to make some strong men. And I would argue women. We need to accept that. Now, let's say I'm wrong. Let's say I'm wrong and everything I talk about after Argue with me that it still doesn't make you a better person, more capable person, give you more opportunities and set you and your family up for massive success, right? That's the, that's the, that, there's no downside to this. I'm not asking you to march in the streets. I'm not asking you to go um, take up arms. I'm not asking you to join some militia. That's all crazy shit. I don't want to do any of that. I'm not going to do it. I wouldn't ask you to do anything I'm not going to do. I'm not joining any militias. I, you're just putting yourself out there asking to be put on an FBI watch list. If you follow an organization that's talking about taking up arms against your government, that's not what this is. This is a personal call to action. This is for you and yours. Right now, you need to see the top-down attack, right? I say top-down because everything's being divided left and right, but the real fight's not left and right. The real fight is the top 1% and the 99% of the rest of us. We're just so stupid. These people are so dumb. They're looking at it as left first right. But the smart people, the people who know, they realize that this is a top-down attack. It's a political elite. It's the top 1% against everybody else. They're holding all the cards and following none of the rules or expectations. Do you think any of their kids or grandkids are having to worry about being called? Do you think Nancy Pelosi's grandkids are at a school that calls them an oppressor? Think about that. Do you think Joe Biden or even Donald Trump, do you think any of these political rich ass, do you think Elon Musk, Bill Gates, do you think any of their kids, and yeah, I'm naming all white people, do you think any of their white children or grandchildren are being called an oppressor? Think about that. Do you think they go to a school that does that? Come on, do I even need to say no, of course not. Nobody is calling them that. You know why? Because they go to the top schools where that's not the shit they're teaching. This is all the stuff they're force feeding onto us in the public school system. This is all the stuff they're force feeding onto us in social media and this mindless distraction, this mindless culture that they've created for us. I guarantee you 
they're still at their country clubs and golf courses and high-end restaurants and they're 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 probably even being sheltered from a lot of this i guarantee you these rich ass people have their grandkids and their kids so sheltered or laughing at us they have them laughing at us for the shit we're having to deal with okay so remember that and this is what you need to tell your friend on the left if you still got them and to pull them back to center it ain't uh it this is all a divide and conquer right what it needs to be is the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? The, the real enemy is the top 1%. They are. They just are. It, it, it's what's happening, and they're dividing us, and right now they're winning because we got a crazy left and a crazy right, and a lot of people in the middle are just caught up and wondering what the hell can they do. Well, do you and take care of yours, right? Dangerous man, we believe in freedom, faith, family. We believe in hard work. We believe in holding people accountable and being responsible. We believe in you reap what you sow. And it is, in fact, the content of your character that should determine your fate. Right. So getting on the path to becoming dangerous is accepting your responsibility for you and those you love. That includes self-defense and the defense of others. Right. Become a threat. Becoming a threat to the status quo and the tragic hypocrisy that has us living in the twilight zone where we question facts, where we question basic truths, and we the importance of preserving history, right? Our history has been destroyed. Truth has been destroyed. Facts have been destroyed. How has this happened? How are we okay with this? We have got to do more, right? The fight, we're in the beginning stages, right? You're never more than one generation away, right? We are in the beginning stages. It's not over, but God dang, it does not look good, right? We need allies if we are to stop the bleeding. We need allies. And if nothing else, let's say we can't stop the bleeding. Let's say, again, let's say it's too far gone. There's still, we're not all going to die, right? Not everybody's going to die. There's going to be 99% of the population is going to continue tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So even a recession, even a depression, we're going to have to, we're, we're still going to be alive for that. So let's say I'm wrong. And let's say the next 50 years are still a little crazy, right? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you could be this crazy and continue. I, I think something drastic is going down. I think there's a global reset. I, I do think there's a push uh, globally because America is in so much debt. They need to pull other people, other countries into this crazy idea uh, that they will be in charge. Um, it will be a massive reset. And the people, if you're not in the top 1%, the 99%, even if you make $500,000 a year, you're still in the 99%. Um, I think a lot of that wealth is going to be confiscated. Again, that's me on a quick conspiracy tangent. Let's say I'm wrong. What I'm asking you to do, whether I'm right or I'm wrong, will only set you up for more success and be more prepared whichever way happens. Even if it sucks a little bit, you'll be more prepared than everybody else who's not going to do it. And if it sucks a lot, uh, maybe it'll be a case where you're the next William Wallace. Uh, I, I don't know, right? Assess where you are today, right? That's a conversation between you and your team. Um, certainly, if you want to reach out to me, we can talk about some SWOT analysis. I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, you know, if, if you have if you have the financial means for some coaching or something like that, and you want to talk one on one, hey, I'd love to. I'd love to help, right? Help you shore up your weaknesses, right? Uh, figure out what your strengths are. Uh, figure out what your path looks like for you. Uh, that's something, you know, reach out, Phil, at becomingadangerousman.com. Let's have that conversation. 
uh, right? But you need to put a plan in place today uh, to be more prepared when the fight comes. And like I said, the fight is not taking up arms, but the fight could be a great recession. The fight could be uh, lines at the grocery store. The fight could be you can't afford gas and you got to ride your bike to work. The, uh, you got to find a new job. You got to become more, uh, you got to learn how to barter with your neighbors and what skills you can offer and what you get in return, right? The fight for each of us, right? This is not a call to hit the streets. It's a call to hit your conscience, right? It's a call to look in the mirror and, and have a real conversation with yourself to see uh, where you are uh, and, and who's looking back at you, right? Becoming a threat involves creating opportunities, increasing your skills and ability and understanding your intent, right? The path starts with you. It involves your family, your battle team and your tribe, right? Your battle team, that core group of people that influence you, that, that circle of influence around you, your tribe, right? Your AOR, your area of responsibility, your community, your kids' schools, your church, your job, um, your hobby, your, your, your social life, that social network around you, but it's very local, right? Your tribe is very local. It's not online and it's not in some Facebook group, okay? We need to prepare for tomorrow now. What's coming, we don't know, but all history says it ain't going to be good, right? If you look at history, we're at a time where weak men make hard times. Well, what do hard times mean to you? Well, it can mean something different for each of us, but regardless, the more prepared we are, right, with some cash under the mattress, with a garden in the backyard, maybe if you can have some chickens laying some eggs, uh, honing some mechanic skills or some DIY skills, something that you could barter in, in a small network, whether it's reaching out to other people uh, with dangerous man and having these conversations and figuring out growing your battle team, growing your tribe of other like-minded people, maybe DIY some medical skills, right? So you could provide some own medical for your family if the hospital system were to go down, uh, checking your power grid if the power grid were to go down, right? I could, I could keep going, guys, but I'm going to stop. You get the idea. You need to have the conversation with the, with the man or the woman in the mirror. You need to figure out where you're at. You need to figure out where you're going and where you need to be and start doing the things to get there. Stop complaining about the Starbucks line, frankly, Black Rifle Coffee or, you know, some other mom and pop coffee local, you know, F Starbucks. But uh, stop complaining about traffic. Stop complaining about all the stupid first world problems. Stop complaining when your Wi-Fi goes out right? First world problems are a distraction uh, from the real problems, which is the inevitable decline in society. All right. Again, guys uh, and, and gals, you know, appreciate your support. Appreciate you listening. Please make sure you're getting the newsletter, dangerousman.substack.com. Uh, please follow and, and subscribe. Uh, really, we, we need allies. We need friends. Uh, we need other like-minded individuals who support us and who want to get on the path. So please share, uh, have some conversations. If I can help, uh, reach out, Phil, at becomingadangerousman.com. Shoot me an email. And as always, do something today to be better tomorrow. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you.